Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A new year is full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take care of orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. This week's episode of Pop Everything is brought to you by Audible, the leading provider of audiobook entertainment with over 150,000 audiobooks. To sign up for a free 30-day trial and download a audiobook of your choice to keep for free, Go to audiblepodcast.com slash pop everything. Hello and welcome to Pop Everything, a podcast about pop culture and everything. I'm one of your hosts, uh, Tim. And I'm Tom. I forgot my name. <laughs> That's fine. I was very excited to do this, yeah. this intro, Tom. And yeah. then I uh, forgot which one you were, if yeah. you were Tom or Tim. Yeah, happens to the best of us. I had to. Uh, I usually have to just look inside my underpants where my mom <laughs> writes my name. <laughs> but there's not enough time when you're doing the intro. Exactly. You can't it's turn all the way by. around. Yeah. So I, I and used, I've told I used, you multiple times you can't take your pants off in here. I used my memory for that one time. Good thinking. Thanks. Um, how? What, what's new in pop culture this week, Tim? <laughs> um, Master Chef Junior ended. Uh, what? Uh, that was a uh, oh, I, I'm sad that it ended. No, you're not. <laughs> you're sick of me talking about Master Chef Junior. But the thing well, is, to be fair, I'm sick of hearing you talk about Master Chef in general. Yeah, that thing was uh, seven episodes long. Yeah, there's a hundred thousand superhero movies, ten thousand episodes of garbage superhero <laughs> TV shows. Mm. We gotta talk about that stuff all the time. At least this ended. <laughs> Um, why was it only seven episodes? Was it child kids, labor laws? Kids had to go to school, man. Yeah. They filmed it all in one day, the whole season. It seemed, they seemingly filmed it over like four or five days. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean. It was like summer camp for these kids. Yeah. Well, not really if it was only four days long. How yeah, long do you think summer camp? Shitty summer. The whole summer. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Kids don't know anything. A week of summertime feels like, uh, like, uh, three months to a regular adult. No, but the the sleepaway summer. Did you ever go to a sleepaway summer camp? No, I was afraid to go on sleepovers when I was a kid. <laughs> um, do you know anyone who did? No, I don't think they were a thing. I think they exist. They only were. In I television. mean, I know someone now who did. Oh, like, okay. I don't. I didn't know anybody where we grew was up. Was it a Jewish sleepaway camp? It yeah, was. That's a yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And there were like. I don't think we should be talking about this time. <laughs> no, th- there were Jewish uh, uh, sleepaway camps, and then there were like ones uh, tailored to sports. Right. And that was that was the the um, the bulk of it. I would have liked to go to a Jewish sleepaway. Yeah, there camp. was no uh, there was no camp for us, the non-Jewish nerd. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh well, that that ship sailed now. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like we could start something for grown-ups. I guess we could just go camping. Yeah, that's that's what it I is. I guess I do that once yeah. in a while. You don't want counselors or something, do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> One time I was camping in the woods and the uh the ranger came and made us pour out all our beer, and I imagine that's what it would have been like with the counselors. Yeah. 
One so. time I was camping, the ranger came and took back all the picnic baskets I had stolen. Yeah, well, Tom, you aligned yourself with some shady characters that trip. <laughs> um, a bear and a hat. Never trust a bear with a hat and a tie and no shirt. Or pants. He had a collar, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This is probably some 80s comedian's bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're stealing unknowingly. Yeah. Um, so Tom, what, what, what's new in my pop culture world? Yeah. Well, Tim, I saw Thor, the dark world, uh, two enthusiastic thumbs up. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think you might not get into detail. I bet I won't. Um, it wasn't as much a superhero movie as it was like a sci-fi movie. Okay. The thing that I like about Thor that I think you would like about Thor. Did you see the first Thor movie? (laughs) <laughs> you remember who you're talking to, right? Well, you watched 10 minutes of The Avenger. Yeah. The uh, Avengers. The Avengers, yeah. yeah. But um, I think there was only one Avenger in it before I turned it off. Yeah. And I, I think I actually quipped to no one in particular. <laughs> what is this? The Avenger? Uh-huh. Good one. Yeah. Um, uh, the thing about Thor that is um, kind of cool and refreshing is that He's not really a superhero. He's a god from another world. Um, he's not reluctant, you know. Yeah, and he's not That's burdened. A, he's not burdened by that. Is a relief uh, nowadays where everything is. How come nobody's bemoaning this fact? How come uh, the pundits uh, <laughs> out there aren't like? Why can't Superman not be brooding? Why can't he just be happy to be an American hero? No, people hero? people were mad about that but last superhero like, movie. Was like Glenn Beck angry about <laughs> it? Was Rush Limbaugh uh, angry about maybe. it? Maybe. All right. Yeah, I guess I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They do like six hour long shows. Yeah. It, it might have come up. Um. So you're saying that like this guy's just an unapologetic badass. Um, Does yeah, he talk in that old timey? Yeah, yeah, I that's, hate that. No, yeah. that's what's fun about it. <laughs> um, One man's fun is another man's interminable fucking movie. <laughs> God damn it! I was cursing the show. <laughs> Did it twice there. <laughs> um, yeah, he's he's not um, he's not burdened by by his powers or anything because he's had them his whole life. This is. His duty That's is to his be thing. Thor. He's not struggling with oh, yeah. the weight oh, of the world. I wish, I didn't, I, wish I didn't have this this awesome hammer. He's like, no, check out this hammer. I'm gonna it's awesome. So many, I'm going to hammer so many nails with this hammer. I'm an awesome carpenter. No, and uh, he he can put out his hand and the hammer just comes to him like a boomerang. Okay. And I've never gotten a boomerang to work. And here's the other thing he can do that's really cool. So the end of the hammer's got like a little leather loop. He can spin it on the loop, you know, like it goes whoop, 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 so fast that then when he uh, like uh, kind of whips it at something, he can just hold on to it and hang on for the ride and he can, you know, fly that way. That's cool. Yeah. You can't do that with anything in real life. Uh, so it's a good movie. Uh, what's her name's in it from uh, Black Swan? Natalie Portman. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. She plays Thor's girlfriend. That's cool. Um, Everybody needs a paycheck, right? Chris O'Dowd's in it. You can't. Hey, look, he's can't make a living doing good movies in Hollywood these days. So, uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins is in it. Really? He plays Odin. I don't know what that means, Tom. Don't you know uh, Norse mythology? I don't know any mythology, and that's the one thing keeping me from uh, (laughs) winning Jeopardy. Not even winning Jeopardy, even taking the Jeopardy test. Yeah, you need to know mythology. even if that doesn't come up on the test, mm-hmm. I'm going to look like an idiot in front of Alex Trebek. I think where we went to school... And Johnny Gilbert. They were supposed to teach us mythology, and they didn't. You know what? Good on them, because I don't <laughs> care. I don't care to know any mythology. No, but I've, I've you played... You know what? Uh, I'd rather learn real things that actually happen than like, hey, you want to know this made-up crap that a bunch of morons thousands of years ago <laughs> believed? The, and it's not true? Do you want to know about that? I'd be like, no, tell me well, about the things that happened. Tim, that's spoken by somebody who hasn't watched Ancient Aliens and doesn't think maybe there's something to everything. <laughs> there's something to everything? <laughs> something to all these... Uh, oh. Which is actually kind of the the uh, idea behind the Marvel superhero Thor that... Um, all these uh, gods were aliens. They were real, and they were on Earth for a little bit, and then they went back to their own planet. Okay. 
And then, you know, now they came back because aliens want to get us and stuff. Okay. But it's a good movie. Great. I liked it. In I've... 3D, I saw it even. Yeah. It's pretty good in 3D. <clears throat> I usually don't like 3D movies, but uh, I like this one. All right. Well, good Good on you. Um, but I'd like to talk about, since we're on the, since you brought up comic books. I, um, I'm not <laughs> sure I did. Uh, the we, we should re- we I've always wanted to get a stenographer in here. <laughs> yeah, well, they're too loud with all that clacking, clackety clack clack clack. Uh, <laughs> and uh, just so you could be like, uh, could you read back? And then she'd have to, you know, put her glasses down. It would really sl- it would slow down the uh the the podcast yeah, too tremendously. Um, uh, I wanted to talk about the television show Arrow. So we're gonna get all the comic book talk out of the way. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we're going to end the segment. episode. <laughs> right. And then we'll come back and do more of it next week. Tim. Arrow about the Green Lantern. No. God. About oh, the Green Hornet. About the Green Arrow. Not familiar. He's uh, an archer. Is that Marvel? No, it's DC. All right. That was an actual question, though. <laughs> right. It's DC. Marvelous Hawkeye. He's the archer. He stinks. Hawkeye. But what's Get good out about of here. Arrow that uh where how is Arrow better than Hawkeye as a as a character? Um he's got a um, Do they have identical powers? He's got a Van Dyke mustache, Van Dyke um uh goatee. Okay. No, no, but do, do they have identical powers? They neither of them have any powers, Sam. So they're just good at archery. It's really good at archery. You might as well be watching a show about Gina Davis. Hey, would that be so terrible? Sign me up for that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you missed your chance when that President Lady show was on. I watched that President Lady show uh, religiously, sir. Um. So, yeah, he's a really good archer. You know what that proved? What? America's not ready for a President Lady. <laughs> uh, or at least Prime Time wasn't. Yeah, I know. And it's a shame because I was a babe. Did you see uh, uh, the, I think it was like a Funny or Die or College Humor video of... Um, uh, Gina Davis just doing archery in all of her movie costumes. No, yeah, it's like her wearing her League of Their Own costume doing archery. <sighs> League of Their Own, man. That was a good movie. I'm worried to wa- to rewatch that because I thought that was a great movie. Uh, how many times would you say you've seen that movie? Probably seven. I think I've seen it over a dozen times because that movie just used to be on HBO all the time. Oh, I didn't have HBO. You just would rent it or something. Um, yeah, I'd rent it. I saw it in theaters. Did you? Yeah, I was a cinephile. <laughs> You're not supposed to say things like oh, that. Tom, you, you don't understand. Um, but Arrow, Tim, uh, I'm going to say this. I'm going to proclaim this. The best, um, superhero TV show ever made. Really? Yep. Better than Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman? Better than Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. Better which than... Which wasn't very good. Better than Homicide, Life on the Streets. That's not a superhero show. Um, they're just doing a really good job with it. Uh, they Better than the Batman-Superman hour? Oh, the cartoon? Yeah. Are cartoons excluded from this? Maybe cartoons are excluded. I wasn't crazy about the Batman-Superman hour, but Batman the Animated Series was incredible. Yeah, I mean, that was one half of the Batman-Superman hour. Oh, Oh, you're talking about a programming block, not a television yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, so, oh, excuse me. <laughs> Tim, we're not talking about programming blocks. Um, just a, a, What the, channel is it on? It's on the CW. Oh, so it's for teens? No, Tim, it's for oh, anybody. it's for tweens? It's for grown-ups, too. A lot of violence in it. Really? Yeah. Mm, for teens. Um, but uh, So it's like a Smallville version of the Green Lantern? No, that's what makes it awesome that it's not a Smallville version of it, it's. And this is what I sincerely hope that when DC gets because they're they're going to make a Justice League movie because they saw that the Avengers made all the money in the world. And they're like, what the hell? The Avengers has like, a, you know, like a B level superheroes in it you know marvel lineup it doesn't even have a you know spider-man or wolverine in it or whatever they're like we've got a team that's got batman and superman uh we got to make this movie so they're going to make that movie they would be really dumb if they do not incorporate this version of the green arrow in it guess what what they won't they probably won't 
Okay. Uh, they'll get. I'm just. I just want to set you up for disappointment yeah. beforehand, so that's not your big gripe. But you will have your own gripes with that Superman Batman movie, and um, well, I'm sure we'll all hear them here. <laughs> um, well, I'm not even talking. I'm just talking about Justice League. Um, but they should include this guy because it's not. It, what it is is basically the first season is the Green Arrow year one. Instead of like, oh, here he is as a teen. Um, this is one of the things I like about the show, Tim. That you don't like about that the I show? That I do like okay. about the show. The guy playing the Green Arrow, he's like a, a year or two older than I am. He's, oh, okay. he's not a, you know, they didn't get a, I like it. I, I still like the idea that a superhero is older than me. I like the, I tend to gravitate towards things. This is why I cannot really watch professional sports that much right. now. Um, everybody in life has accomplished so much more than me, so I don't want to see uh, characters on TV shows leading inter- interesting lives. Uh, I don't want to see people with careers making uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars um, who are younger than I am. Yeah, so you can watch Arrow, Tim, and you can be like, yeah, I haven't, I haven't accomplished as much as, uh, as uh, Oliver here, but... Uh, but there's still time. But there's still time. He's a little bit older than yeah. me. Maybe I'll get really good at shooting bows and arrows. Phil and... Hartman didn't uh, go on SNL until in, in his 40s. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and the Green Arrow didn't become the Green Arrow until he was in his 30s. The Green Arrow is the Phil Hartman of uh, superheroes. Kinda. Um, but the way he became... Versatile. Is he versatile? Um... Yeah, I mean, he's good at fighting, too. Fighting and archery? Fighting and archery. That's the two things. He combines things. the Those two. Those were the two best things about A Phil lot Hartman. of times, he'll shoot some arrows at the bad guys, and then he'll come in to fight them. Okay. Um, but the, the storyline is um, he's very similar to Batman and Bruce Wayne, because he's a billionaire, too, um, and doesn't have any powers. Right. But... The big difference is the way he became the Green Arrow, at least according to this show's mythology, which is, you know, like any comic, there's always like a few different stories. But, right. Because uh, it's all very childish. <laughs> but uh, uh, he. I don't know what that, how that makes it childish. But. <laughs> he's uh, um, like a spoiled billionaire. Right. Where, you know. He, where Bruce Wayne's parents died when he was young, uh, Oliver Queen's parents did not die when he was young, so he grew up just a spoiled brat. And he's in his twenties. Like I don't think he even like went to college. He was just like, I'm rich. I'm not going to do anything. I'm. He's like a Paris Hilton. Okay. You know, he's always he's always getting arrested and in trouble. Oh, that's cute for for drugs and like you know things like that. Um, and uh, cheats on his girlfriend with his girlfriend's sister. But anyway, Ooh. Yeah, he's out on um, uh, the boat, the Queen's Gambit. That's his dad's uh, like super yacht. So you're rooting for this guy even though he's terrible? Well, here's what happens, Tim. There's a huge storm and he gets shipwrecked. Ooh. So he gets shipwrecked on this island. And the island is not what it, it he thinks it's a deserted island. Is it's it the gonna, island from Lost? No, it's not the island from Lost, but it's got plenty of secrets. And um, he thinks he's going to die on the island, but he doesn't. And the show is like, uh, most of it's set present day, but then maybe like a quarter of the show is flashbacks when he's on the island. Okay. And they're kind of telling the story of, Here's what happened to him. He was stranded on this island. Everybody thought he was dead. He was declared dead. Okay. Uh, he was stranded on this island for five years, and a lot happened on that island, and that's where he learned how to fight and archery. His dad uh, um, gave him a list of like bad people in the city, like corrupt uh, business Why did he give people. him that list? Just to stay away from? No, his dad... Uh, him and his dad were on uh, on the rescue, uh, you know, the raft together. And his dad was like, "Look, I did a lot of bad things to to become a billionaire, um, like every single billionaire." Yeah, but here's let me go on record: every single billionaire <laughs> is a criminal. Um, here's the list of like other bad people. Like if you shoot them with arrows, if you want to honor my legacy, like shoot them with arrows, look into these guys and take them down and then shoot them with, take them down with arrows. No. And then his dad 
takes a gun and shoots himself in the head and kills himself because there's not like enough supplies for both of them. Yikes. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Well, I think it happens in the first episode. So eventually he makes it back to uh, to the city, uh, to Starling City, I think it's called. In the comic, it's I think it's just Star City. But uh, um, and he becomes, but some executive uh, was like, let's call it Starling City. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then he becomes the Green Arrow and uh, shoots bad guys with arrows. Well, that's the thing. In the first season, he, is he killing corrupt businessmen? In the first season, he kills so many people corrupt businessmen oh yeah so he's not protecting against like uh uh super villains no oh i like this show yeah and it, he says he says their name and then says you have failed this city and then executes them with arrows that's um, not uh oh this is a very populist kind of channeling the whole uh occupy wall street a little bit all right the cw has got their finger on the pulse yeah huh? Um, and, uh, but something happens in the first season that I can't, I can't say it would give spoilers. Oh, there's spoilers here, right? But this is a safe spoiler. No, space. I don't want to spoil it. Oh, um, what are you trying to get people to watch yeah, this show? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but in the second season, he makes a vow to not kill people. Yeah. Because what happens? Something... Does he get killed? He gets killed. <laughs> he becomes a ghost. No, uh, something happens that changes the way he feels about everything. Because he kills. Does he fall in love? No, no. It's much more tragic than that. I know what happens. What? His mom gets killed. Nope. His girlfriend gets killed. <laughs> nope. Somebody gets killed, though. Maybe. His dad wasn't dead, and he gets killed. <laughs> No, is that guy killed in the first episode? Yeah, but it, he faked it, right? No, you see him graphically shoot himself in the head. Graphically, how graphically for the they, CW? They don't, they don't cut. <laughs> they stay on the shot for five seconds Yikes. after he's dead. Oof. No, uh, no, of course they cut away and he just no, and then there's a gunshot. But um, is that what the Green Lantern sounds like? No, he's not the Green Lantern. I don't know what the Green Lantern sounds. <laughs> oh like. no, <laughs> Papa. Um, he kind of does have uh. In the flashbacks, they he the the actor playing uh, Oliver uh, does play it like whinier, uh, which is cool. But uh, yeah, he comes back. He buys a nightclub um, just oh, cool. so just so he has a cover. Um, and uh, are there extended disco dancing scenes? No, Tim. He's in the basement. He's made that into his uh, his his hideout. Yeah, his lair. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the first season, the lair is not much to look at, but in the second season, they trick it out pretty nice. Nice. But they, they've found ways to incorporate like a bunch of DC characters that you know aren't going to get their own movies. How do you know? They're making movies off of every garbage. That's true. Gone. <laughs> DC isn't, though. Um, they will. They will. I don't know, because they've tried. You know, They made that Green Lantern movie. Uh, yeah, this is what we're talking about, the Green Lantern. <laughs> and it flopped so hard. What was that, with Michelle Gondry? No. What was that movie? That was the Green Hornet. You're acting like, you idiot. There's all these <laughs> dumb comic book characters with green in their names, and I'm supposed to keep track of them? They made the Green Lantern movie with Ryan Reynolds. He played the Green Lantern. Brian Reynolds. <laughs> Al Jordan. And... uh that movie stunk, so they're not gonna they're not gonna make like a a, a Deadshot movie or or, or a, I don't know I don't know what you're you're speaking different so, languages now. So so they've been able to bring in uh, these characters, but uh, there's uh, uh, it's a good show. <laughs> I just really like it. The first uh, did you pause it? No, I didn't pause oh. it. Uh, the first season's on Netflix. I'm not sure if it's available worldwide. But I strongly, it's still crazy to me that they make uh, so many episodes of TV shows. Because the first season's, you know, like 23 episodes and they're an hour long each. Like that's 42 takes, minutes. Yeah. But that's a lot of content. And yeah. that's what I like about it. Because um, nobody's really made a good live action superhero show. And that's why, you know, we've both talked about how much we hate freaking reboots. 
And I also hate that in every superhero movie, it's like, well, and then at the end, he kills the bad guy. Or, you know, if it's a character that doesn't kill, the bad guy gets killed by his own hand. Because we know at best we're going to make, you know, with this lineup, five of these movies. We're not going to bring this bad guy back, so just kill him. Um, and And then Christopher Nolan was like, you know what? Let's leave the Joker out there. (laughs) Maybe he'll pop back in now and then. Yeah, and then it didn't work out. I really wanted to play the Joker in The Dark Knight Rises. (laughs) You did? Yeah. I don't think... uh, I thought I would have done a good job. Yeah, well, I really wanted to play a cop in The Dark Knight Rises, and uh, I missed the email, so... Yeah, well, you know what, Tom? You couldn't cut it. I could cut it. I couldn't couldn't cut it to be uh, Heath Ledger's heir. You didn't uh, even audition. I auditioned. I made an audition tape. Yeah, who'd you send it to? I was bashful. I didn't send it to anybody. <laughs> Just made it for yourself. Yeah. Uh, I watch it every uh, every week. And think about what could have been. What should have been. Um, but, you know, the whole idea of comics, so many of these comics now have run, you know, hundreds, thousands of issues. Um, it It's much more suited for a TV show. That's going to make, you know, maybe a hundred hours of content uh, to tell these kinds of stories so we don't have to freaking reboot everything all the time. There. That was an eloquent argument against rebooting everything. Yeah. Make a TV show out of it. Make a TV show out of it. And uh, this show, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. stinks. All right. um, That's the problem with it because they're so afraid to put any superheroes in it. Because they know where their bread's buttered, Exactly, Tom, but... At the box office. But if they don't watch... Box wa- bread buttering. But if they don't watch it, Tim, the show's going to get canceled. The ratings are getting worse and worse. Who cares? They're going to put Thor in the show. Yeah. Mark I'm, my words. I know. Two weeks I, from I now. I bet you $1,000 that yeah, they would do that. Thor's going to be in the show. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. As I mentioned earlier, this week's episode of Pop Everything is sponsored by Audible. Uh, you can get a free 30-day trial and a audiobook of your choice for free by going to audiblepodcast.com. This week, our recommendation is, or my recommendation, is Catching Fire, the second book of The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins. Uh, you guys know the story with this one. You read the first one. We talked about the first one on uh, The Complete Guide to Everything. Uh, the second movie, Catching Fire, is coming out soon. You don't want to be the dope who hasn't read the book. So go to audiblepodcast.com slash pop everything, and you can download it for free. And if you don't want to download that one, you can download any of the other ones they have. They have over 150,000. So that website, again, is audiblepodcast.com slash pop everything. Get your free audiobook. Hey, Tom. Yep. We're going to do a, a reoccurring segment. Okay. And you know how we're defining that as? You know how we're defining that? This yes. is the second time it's appearing. So it's it's reoccurred. Yes. It is about to reoccur. Right. Uh, top two, bottom two. Mm-hmm. And this is a top two. Here's the thing. <laughs> you write in. You ask us to Me? No, no, no. I'm, no. Listen, I'm talking. Well, you're I'm, looking I'm, at me. I know. I'm addressing the listener. Uh, Look at him. All right. Gazing deep into his or her eyes. Um, You write in. Me? Uh, Tom, no, 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 no. I was talking about the listener this time. Oh, I wasn't okay. looking at you this time. Okay. I was looking into the microphone. Uh, You write in the topic. Uh, We did uh, best horror movies. Yeah. Top two horror movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, This week is top two something else. I won't reveal it yet. But it could be bottom two. <laughs> to, keep, to keep you listening. To keep exactly. You listening. Uh, it could be uh, bottom two. It will be revealed two. after the break. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to 15 minutes of commercials. Um, If you promise not to fast forward through them, mm-hmm. then we'll do it. 
Uh, it could be bottom two. Like it could be bottom two if you're like, oh, you jerks probably like Wes Anderson movies. What are your yeah bottom has, two Wes Anderson movies? Th- that's you know, what like, I was gonna say. Like you can't be like, oh, what are the worst two Twilight movies or something? Yeah. Like eh, I don't want to just shit on things. Give us yeah. something like uh, challenging. Like yeah. here's something you like. Challenges. What are the worst two of those you have to pick? It's a you know Sophie's Choice situation. Yeah, and please uh, email us these at uh, pop everything at gmail dot com. That's pop everything. <laughs> no, it's pop everything at gmail dot com. Um, this one comes from Ian. Okay, who suggests the best first line of an album? And he writes, "I've always thought Patty Smith's." Quote, Jesus died for somebody's sins, but not mine. That's a badass quote. And Elvis Costello's, I just don't know where to begin, are Mm. a couple of the best opening lines in music. I'd like to hear your take. I think one of them is is a good opening line. What? Uh, One of the two that he uh, uh, suggested. I don't know what uh, Jesus died, but not for my sins means. Yeah, I don't know either. I'm not a... Look, I never bought into the myth of Patty Smith. <laughs> uh, I'm not a big Patty Smith fan. That, that I like her fine. That strikes me as like something that uh, it's like, oh, that's a badass thing to say. But then when you think about it, you're like, what does that mean? Yeah, I don't look that. Although that early quote unquote punk scene yeah. stuff, um, it, it just doesn't interest me that much. I, I mean, they were they were kids. There, yeah. uh, there were kids doing kid things, rock and roll stuff. Like, mm-hmm. all right, we've all been there. Like, I don't know. We've all we've... been there. We've all committed blasphemy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, if you think that's cool, Patty Smith. Hey, you go and do right, that. Then I've got no interest in being cool. And I don't know if that if I really like that Elvis Costello line, other than the fact that like uh, that's just a really good song. Well, he says, "I don't know where to begin," and then in the I just don't know where to begin. And then he records a whole album, so it's like, "Well, you figured it out, I guess." No, he just he was just like, "Well, I'm just gonna go for it." Yeah, that album was recorded in one take. Yeah, the record company was like, "Declan, <laughs> we need an album," and he's like, "Please call me Elvis." Uh-huh. And then uh, they're like, "Oh, you signed Declan on the contract." There's a lot of confusion at the. Uh, <laughs> So what are what what's one of yours, Tim? Tom, one of I, mine. Okay. Okay. You want to go first? No, I don't. I, I I'd rather you go first and me go. For the longest time, I I always oh for the longest time the Billy Joel. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, era. I always uh, considered myself quote. Not a lyrics person. Yeah. So uh, I was like, I didn't care about lyrics. But uh, this one, uh, I, I've since uh, recanted that statement. Okay. Though. Don't worry. This one hit me when I was young, and I got it. And it's funny, and it's clever, and it's good. Uh, Nirvana, mm-hmm. the opening line to In Utero, uh, Serve the Servants, uh, Teenage Angst Has Paid Off Well, Now I'm Bored and Old. Good line. And what's the rhyme? Oh, you don't have to have the because the here's the thing: the rhyme is self-appointed judges judge more than they have sold. Uh-huh. But like that is just like, oh, you critics! Yeah, I sold a lot of records, so how do you judge me? You see, you don't like that. That's so the part you don't that I don't that like. In the line. Yeah, because uh, teenage angst has paid off well. Now I'm bored and old. That's awesome because yeah. he was uh, made the voice of the generation yeah. for all these angsty teenagers mm-hmm. and he's basically you know he's a tongue-in-cheek because he was a cheeky fella yeah uh is that what that means cheeky with your tongue's all stuck in it no i don't think so but doesn't sound right doesn't sound like that would be the case um but uh he's poking fun at his uh he made millions and he did make millions and millions and millions of dollars off of teenage angst. Yeah. And he said, uh, teenage angst has paid off well. And now he's born and old. Mm-hmm. But I really feel like that's when uh Courtney Love had like the Yoko influence. Mm-hmm. Um where, oh, like, and was like telling him that, like, oh, you're a sellout. Well, no, like a lot of the lyrics on uh in utero, mm-hmm. uh, either he claimed or or he he either like the, she got writing credit or like she had claimed afterwards that she co-wrote a lot of the lyrics yeah. with him. And what I meant like John and Yoko territory, where like 
he was like, oh, no, I'm bringing you in as a creative force in my previously yeah. successful band mm-hmm. here. And, uh, and a band that was doing fine on its own with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, but I'm in love. But uh, that whole self-appointed judges judge more than they have sold, that, that seems to me like uh, Courtney Love was like, hey, Good, funny first two lines that really, uh, that really clear the air. Like, couldn't be like the most anticipated album of the '90s is about to come out, and mm-hmm. it's like you clear the air with a cutting joke. Yeah, great. Now ruin it. <laughs> Call out all the critics for being uh, shitheads because they don't know how to sell records. Who yeah. are they to criticize you? And who is really criticizing Nirvana at that point? Um, after the first album. I don't know. Everybody's got like their were, demons. Oh yeah, but I still feel like that that first album, you know, even when it came out, was critically acclaimed. Oh yeah, it had universal appeal. Like, yeah. were they talking to? Uh, That's Axel an album Rose of hits. Who didn't like yeah, exactly. It? Yeah. yeah, Axl Rose hated. He was the only one because you know the Nirvana. Uh, I don't dethroned. think dethroned. Yeah. Guns and Roses. Well, they, you know, uh, whether it's true or not, they were credited with like ending the glam, you know, hair metal uh, era. But that stuff was on its way out anyway. And also, you and listen uh, in utero. Up. You listen to Nevermind, Nirvana, and uh, Pearl Jam Ten. Yeah. Those are produced like glam rock records. Those, oh yeah. Those yeah. records are like they're not that. Uh, they're not that different. Uh, they've got dirtier distortion. Uh, never mind. Doesn't no. Th- those... Then then like a then uh, a Guns N' Roses record. Not Guns N' Roses, but I'm thinking of like Rat or like, Poison. No, it's the same. It's the same tones. They mm. use the same guitar tones on those records. How many Rat and Poison records do you have? Uh, most, <laughs> but, but not all of them. Right. So you can't say it. That's true. I'm sorry. Um. Uh, all I'm saying is uh, they weren't all that different. And I, I bet if you had asked Kurt Cobain, he would have been like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just making this Well, record. my point. And he was unhappy with the way that Nevermind turned out also. Yeah. And... Well, my point was just going to be that uh, um, I forgot my point. Oh, that Guns N' Roses seemed like they were the only band that stood up and was like, hey, no fair. <laughs> we want to be uh, popular still. Yeah, I, I that whole thing was... They that, just got so mad at Nirvana. No, they, that's what they want. That's what everybody wants you to think. I believe that Axl Rose did that. He was an asshole. He still is an asshole by all accounts. Sure. I mean, I'm not, I'm not arguing that Axl Rose isn't an asshole, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying, uh, look, it's not for me to judge... Like, I don't know what happened backstage at the 1994 Video Music Awards, the 1993 Video Music Awards. Well, I was there, Tim, as a... As maybe a maybe Kurt Cobain said... Precocious so. 12-year-old. I think Kurt Cobain was, like, uh, yelling at him, harassing him or something, and then he came over and tried to start a fight. Or was that the 92 VMAs? That was back when I cared about the VMAs. Yeah. Remember that? Oh, yeah. It was, was a big awesome. deal. Whenever I watch the VMAs now, I'm just like, oh... This is what old people feel like when they watch things that kids like. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. No, I mean, the, you know, this past VMA, seeing people, I didn't watch it, but of course, like, you couldn't avoid Twitter and Facebook and everything about it. So many people, like, talking shit about it. It's like, hey, old idiot, it's not for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stop getting mad about it and, like, uh, talking about how boring it is or how this it is. It's not for you. <sighs> It's for kids. People seem to like it. Yeah. The kids seem to like it. The ones that... Uh, if all... you liked it, then MTV's doing it wrong. Yeah, because all the products that they're trying to sell, you also didn't understand what they were. <laughs> exactly. But those kids, they, they stole money out of their mom's purse and went and bought them at the mall the next day. Exactly. All right, what do you, what's yours? I am also... I wouldn't say I'm not a... I would say I am a lyric person, that I like lyrics, but... Um, I think there's something wrong with my brain where my favorite songs in the world, I could not tell you what the lyrics to them are. The songs that if I pulled up my iTunes play count, you would be like, wow, you're, there's something wrong with you. How could you have listened to these songs that many times? And I could not tell you any of the words. I play with a band, Tom. Uh-huh. And we've played the same songs probably hundreds and 
maybe even thousands of times. Mm-hmm. So often we'll start a song and then we'll have to vamp while the singer <laughs> like <laughs> recalls what the words like, he wrote walks are. Walks around like, Tim, how's this song start? <laughs> What's the first line? Yeah, that yeah. really does. Yeah, um, we, we've started touring with an archivist now. Well, that's yeah, that's a, a good idea. Yeah. Um, I, so I just went through my uh, my 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 iTunes real quick. Uh, you, you can't say you, that's a trademark name. You made me do it. Yeah. Um, you made me trademark that name. Uh, but I've the one I came up with the first line of uh, Supergrass's self-titled album, their third record. Uh, moving, just keep moving. All right, I like that one. That's uh, that's first of all, till I don't know what I'm saying. But I like that song. That song's great. Yeah, how it kind of turns into a disco dun, jam. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. But uh, but I think that's like a that's a good line. Uh, the the song and the album. It's a good way to open up an album with that idea of uh, moving. Just keep moving. Like, right. well, know. and this was their record where they were like they broke from their uh, previous like uh, rock and roll life. Like this was supposed to be a rebirth for their mm-hmm. uh, their band. Because uh, they were just like, they were they were one of those fast living, fast moving bands, and yeah. they were like, no, we're gonna slow down and make more of a thoughtful album and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think this was kind of yeah, I took it to be, and I don't know how you interpret it. A comment on like, no, 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 no like this is what it was like. Like uh, we're just moving, just moving until we didn't even know, know what we we're doing. Well, the next line, Tim. I've been moving so long, the days all feel the same. Yeah, I think I think this was. I think that set the tone for the record that was like, no, we're slowing this down a little bit. We're going to become a little more contemplative. Mm-hmm. And it's not just going to be all all moving and moving and moving. Yeah. Everybody's been telling me to just keep moving all my life. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how not to do this anymore, but God damn it, we're going to try. Uh, we're going to try and, and in the process make a great album. Yeah. That album is awesome. That's my favorite album. That sounds like if the Muppets uh, <laughs> recorded a Supergrass record. Yeah. Isn't that the one with the puppet video? Yeah, like they they teamed up with. I mean, they're like big weird Henson puppets. Yeah, like not like Muppets. Right, they're still uh, puppet on your stereo. Yeah, man, they should have broke up after that album. You know what? Uh, that's a shitty thing to say, <laughs> yeah. just because I didn't listen to the rest of the albums, and those three, the first three records are incredible. Um, Supergrass, we're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> in case you're just tuning in. Uh, hold on, let me let me. If you're just tuning in, we're talking Supergrass. Their first track off their self-titled album, Supergrass, from 1999, moving. Oh yeah, I I didn't realize that In It for the Money was their second album. I thought In It for the Money was after. No, yeah, the like those two. That's albums. also a pretty good opening line. Just In It for the Money. <laughs> <laughs> Got my mind made up. You know what? I'm. I don't know if we can put music in these episodes. No, though. I can't. Yeah, that's a shame. I we were we got away with it with uh, Elliot Smith because mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's dead. actively uh, <laughs> protecting his copyrights for some reason. Uh, but uh, the reason the second episode was so late, I think it was the second episode or maybe the third episode. Mm. Third episode. It's because we had an arcade fire. Uh, 15 second segment of an arcade fire song which was definitely fair use because we were talking about that song right um but uh it got taken down off the internet got flagged got flagged yeah which was amazing it got flagged within 10 seconds of me uploading it It, within 15 seconds men had uh kicked my door in i know you were beaten to a bloody pulp kept in a gulag it was arcade fire it was all of them all 50 of them came in beat the hell out of me but we'll put them on. Uh, we'll put them on tcgt.com. Like we'll embed uh, Spotify. Spotify links. Okay. Um. Here we go. Number two, best uh, first line of an album. Uh, Victor Vaughn. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, uh, an alter ego of the rapper MF Doom. Mm-hmm. On his record, uh, "Venomous Villain," the first song, back end. You know, these are all comic book references. Oh, I know. 
You're yeah, I'm MF just, Doom is is uh, Doctor Doom. I from, know. Yeah. yeah, and Victor Vaughn. I'm just I'm just pointing at your uh, your. Um... You know what, Tom? He makes the references entertaining. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. So you would go. I'll leave it at that. You would go see a uh, MF Doom directed uh, superhero movie. No, I'd listen to a record where there are good songs on it because he's a good musician. Okay. Uh, back end. Dub it off your man. Don't spend that 10 bucks. I did it for the advance. The back end sucks. Here's why I like it, Tom. <laughs> all right. First of all, what he's saying is pirate this album. Dub it. Don't buy it. Mm-hmm. They gave me a lump sum <laughs> to make it. <laughs> And my royalty on each one is low. It's yeah, very, it's very, very. So it doesn't matter if you buy this album or not. I'm not. Gonna, I've already made my money. Right. So first of all, Victor Vaughn. Mm-hmm. I, I was just translating for people that 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 don't know the slang mm-hmm. or the music industry terms. Right. Right. Back end and advances yeah. or any kind of you know. So uh, entertainment. Right. So business, business. Entertainment business. So Victor Vaughn is kind of like the uh, more evil version, the more raw, the more hardcore version of MF Doom. Yeah, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. Why is that? Well, I'm just thinking about Dr. Doom. <laughs> You're always just thinking about Dr. Doom. But uh, so he immediately, right off the gate, I think is his first record as him. Right out of the gate. Right out of the gate is what I said. He said off the gate. Really? Uh-huh. Oh, off the charts, out of the gate, you know. Uh, he's establishing himself as. Do I have to bring the stenographer in? <laughs> I wish you would. I'm I'm gonna keep making these these flubs and denying them until you <laughs> until you splurge on it. Um, he's he's basically bragging. He's biting the hand that feeds him right there. Yeah, I'm against everybody, especially my record label here. Oh, man, the first time that regular executive's like, oh, okay, the new Victor Vaughn album, it's completed. Let me look. What? It's coffee. Yeah. Diane, <laughs> get Vaughn on the line. And uh, steam's coming out of his ears. Yeah. So mad. Um, How much could that advance have been? I think it was just a, a jokey line. I like the... Yeah. I like the I, I guess both of these were like uh, inside jabs, right? Yeah. Like uh, both of mine, I like a funny kind of. Uh, you're you're an inside baseball guy. I'm an inside baseball kind of guy. You, and you I like also, stuff that's commenting on the industry. I also like because he does this a lot. He's uh, he's just using like outdated kind of slang, like dub it off yeah, the man. Dub it's it. like, you know, it's not 1982 where we're like recording a record. Uh, we're dubbing it onto a cassette tape. Yeah. Uh, or we have one of those, uh, like, two cassette cassette yeah, players. Yeah, I think this came out in, like, 2002 or something. Uh, people could have just put it on a, yeah, a, copy, like on a, a copy on your CDR. Don't buy it. Burn it, it off your man. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's what I like about MF Doom. And he'll, he'll say uh, uh, things like, great googly moogly or something. <laughs> He'll also use old, other old-timey phrases, is what yeah. I'm saying. Um, is it my turn? Yeah, it's your turn. This one, um, this is just my favorite song by this band. And it happens to be the first song off a very good album? Yeah. Um, and it's... Uh, uh, the name of the band is Spoon. Never heard of them. The name of the album is uh, Girls Can Tell. You love that album. Yeah. Huh? Wow. And the and the first song, Everything Hits At Once, the first line, uh, Don't Say A Word, the last one's still stinging. Ooh. Ooh. We're walking in in the middle of something, Tom. Yeah, exactly. And that's what the that's what the, the album, you know, and the song is, you know, the idea of the song, Everything Hits At Once, and Tim, truer words were never spoken. Yeah, that's right. always the case. Everything hits at once. Yeah. And that's what's going on with uh with Brit here. Everything's hitting at once. He's like, ay ay I can't that's one of the other lyrics. Ay 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 I can't take it the rest anymore. Of that, like, what am I gonna do? Little brother. <laughs> I've got myself in a pickle here. Let me loosen up this old collar. Um but yeah, I like uh I like that it feels like uh like you're uh, you're you're walking in on something like uh, I feel like that's a lot of spoon 
like uh, pretty much every spoon song, you feel like you're being dropped in the middle of something. Yeah, and you're just something like, emotional. Yeah, or just something like uh, that you don't always figure out what's going on. Yeah, because I mean, some of the other um, uh, lyrics out in the car can feel it calling me, and ooh, you're so far away. Out in the car? What's he doing in the car? He's just like he's walking you through. He's painting a picture. It's like what happened? What the hell happened? You know, he's he's walking out of uh, you know, a, a girl. It's just she's she's said it. She has said the thing that she had never it's been nuclear said. Nuclear war right now. Yeah, and uh, you know, maybe she said, "I don't love you anymore." Don't say a word. Last one's still stinging. Right. And then he's going out to his car. He's driving to band practice, maybe. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe he's got a show that night. Hey, he's a working musician. New Spoon album is being made as we speak. Yeah, I don't, ex- I don't have uh, high hopes that it'll really? be... Really? Co- no, that it'll be coming out anytime oh. soon. Oh. Um... Either it won't or it will come out like tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I think we had this conversation once that like I wouldn't be surprised if like he tweeted it like yeah, an hour it from now. Yeah. And like, all right, we finished our record. Good uh, band. Good band that I've seen uh I've seen them at least three times and I always forget that I've ever seen them live. I saw them once with you at the mu- the music hall of Williamsburg. Um, remember that? Yeah. And they were so drunk. They it was the last night some... of their uh, tour, I think. Yeah, they were playing like some party. They were playing some like anniversary party. Or yeah, something. for the venue. Yeah, and we were invited because we were VIPs. Yeah, because we're big podcast stars, so that affords us a certain level of recognition mm-hmm. that uh, others don't get. Yep. Sorry, y'all just jealous. <laughs> um. So if you have a uh, top two, bottom two, mm-hmm. I'd like a bottom two. I'd yeah. like to know like. You know, something good, like what are your uh, two least favorite Scorsese movies? Your mm-hmm. two least favorite Foo Fighters albums. <laughs> That's an easy one. Yeah. Actually, there's, there's it's a, an interesting one. There are a lot competing, let me yeah. tell you, man. <laughs> um, if you like the show, check us out at tcgte.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can follow us at Pop Everything on Twitter. Yep. Follow me at your pal Tim. You can follow me at Tom Reynolds. Uh, email us at popeverything at gmail.com. And do your shopping, holiday or otherwise, at tcgte.com slash Amazon. We sure would appreciate it. Yeah, especially if you bought my book. Oh, yeah, Tom, talk about your book while I go to the bathroom. Oh,